0: Sleeping. It's something that's required by almost everyone. The hydra is a simple creature, less than a half inch long. Its tubular body has a foot at one end and a mouth at the other. The foot clings to a surface underwater, a plant or a rock perhaps, and the mouth, ringed with tentacles, ensnares passing water fleas. It does not have a brain or even much of a nervous system. Yet, it sleeps. In this episode of The Brew House, we're going to talk about sleeping, sleep-happing, hacking, types of dreams. It's Friday August 26th and this is the Brew house. Putting together uh, these podcasts has been fun. I enjoy uh, taking a jumble of thoughts in my head and organizing them onto a blank text document and then every then once everything's in order I get to hit the record button. I don't like to edit. it's boring. so you usually find all my mistakes in the podcast and that's okay. We're all human and to human is to error. Now that error is spelled wrong in my show notes. You can't see that. But I like the mistakes in my episodes, they're uniquely mine, and I'm going to keep it that way. So in this episode, we're going to talk about uh, some things that might be a little unsettling like sleep paralysis and demons. So if you're not comfortable with that, I'd recommend finding another one of my episodes to listen to. The library is growing, and most of the episodes are 10 minutes or less. I appreciate a listen, and if you could, a share. Also, we talk about hacking sleep, well I don't talk about drugs, I do talk about supplements, This isn't medical advice, it's what I do and did. As with anything, seek medical advice before doing anything, especially hacking your sleep. Since I was young, I have always been interested behind the idea of sleep. If we don't get enough, it's bad. If we get too much, it's bad. We have to get right in that sweet spot. What is a dream? Past texts describe dreams, but they describe dreams as coming from gods and actions uh, that they should take in the kingdom. If, uh, you know, if, if that's if, if that used to be the case, why not anymore? And I don't really have an answer to that question, but here we are. Sleep, in general, has five stages. Stage one is literally just called sleep. You are easily awakened, slow eye movement, some muscle movement. This will be the time uh, you can wake up with that jerk sensation like you're falling out of the tree. It's actually called a hip, hypnodid, hypnogic. Jerk? It's spelled H-Y-P-N-A-G-O-G-I-C. Jerk. And uh, some people have speculated that it's something to do with our ancestors being primates. I'm going to speculate a little further and say that no. A jerk is probably related to anxiety, working out before bed, or just bad sleep hygiene. We'll get to sleep hygiene in a moment and what I do for sleep hygiene. Uh, Stage two. This is when uh, eye movement stops, our brain waves become slower, uh, well, sometimes, like these, like on the computer screen, they can see electronic uh, sleep bursts. They're called sleep spindles. Uh, stage three and four is deep sleep. You have no eye movements. Brain waves called deltas appear on the screen. It is very hard to be woken during stage three and four. And if you are woken, you'll be groggy, that dragging feeling for a few minutes. Uh, in this stage, it is possible to sleepwalk and have night terrors. Stage five also known as REM. Uh, Our breathing becomes more rapid, irregular, and shallow. Our eyes jerk rapidly in various directions, and our limb muscles become temporarily paralyzed during sleep. Our heart rate increases. Our blood pressure rises. This is where we generally have dreams. REM occurs roughly 70 to 90 minutes into our sleep cycle, and a full REM cycle lasts 90 to 110 minutes. Through the whole night, uh, people generally spend most of their sleep stages between 1, 2, and 5 REM. Okay. Okay. Enough of this science stuff let's get to the good stuff the reason i wrote this is last night before bed i told my wife that i hadn't had a sleep paralysis episode in months and that it was nice then last night it happened now i only recently weren't learned that what i'm having is sleep paralysis when i was talking to a friend of mine so after he's after i described the symptoms and everything i was having i went home and i googled it and sure enough It's exactly what I'm having. Now, let me set the scenario. You're laying in bed awake. You can see your bedroom. If you have a nightlight, you can see that. Your partner is laying in bed next to you. Everything is as it should be. Suddenly, your body gets this weird vibration feeling, kind of like you're holding onto a buzzer. You can't hear it buzzing, but you can feel it. Then at the doorway of your room, a figure appears, and you can't move. You're locked. The figure can quickly move and before you know it, it's either standing right in front of your face, it's standing right, in, right next to you, face-to-face, or it is literally on you. And uh, you have a hard time breathing. Now, for me, I have uh, become used to this type of thing. And I've actually kind of made it a challenge for myself to see how long I can stay in this before I do my awake trigger. Since during uh, sleep paralysis, you are literally paralyzed. You can't speak or move. You have to focus on something. I focus on the center of the back of my neck and try to shake. Eventually, my body unlocks... And I'm able to shake my head and I am out. Or so you think my sleep paralysis comes in three waves. So you have the awake number three, the sleep paralysis, or you have, so you're awake, but number three is you have sleep paralysis deep. This is the one I just described. uh, And I call that, I'm sorry, let me rewind here. Three is actually fully awake. Then you have sleep paralysis deep. This is the one that I just described I call that number two, and minor sleep paralysis. In this one, I'm assuming the the body falls into a normal sleep paralysis, but your brain is allowing you to move so you can get out of that one easy. So literally, there's two sleep paralysis that happen. So how is it I can be awake and see things, but can't move? During stage five, REM, the body releases a chemical called GABA, and GABA tells your brainstem to cut movement to your body. The thing is, sleep paralysis has not been studied much, but... Basically, during uh, sleep paralysis, GABA is released, but the rhythm is off. You're able to move, um, you're unable to move, and this is what causes the the uh, hallucination. Don't worry though; only 7.6 percent of the people will ever experience uh, sleep paralysis. Now, I had a pastor growing up. He was a really great guy, a great speaker. He was very public at, public about his challenges with drugs growing up, and he told stories of spiders and demons on his wall. He said it was the uh, the devil and he was unable to move and frightened. Now, I can't speak for his experience, but it does make me wonder. Uh, back during King David, a dream interpreter was a real job because the dreams were thought to have relevance to real life. I don't want to get too deep into the religious aspect of stuff, but in Muslim, they have Jinn, uh, J-I-N-N, and the old hag is from Germ- uh, Germanic superstition. It is interesting how this carried through history without, with not much research or thought. If you Google sleep paralysis demons, the images you find are scary, but a lot are similar. Mine looks like someone dressed all in black with some white blotches, sunken eyes, with some brown on the face, and it floats. Crazy, huh? The thing is, I know exactly what causes mine, and it has to do with sleep hygiene and stress. If I don't get enough sleep and I'm stressed, I will, without a doubt, have sleep paralysis. And that is where I was last night. School is starting. I'm working with the school's IT departments, getting them ready, and I'm worried about not hitting the deadline. Let's throw in a random sleep fact. Did you know that sleeping eight hours in a row is a relatively new thing? In the early 1990s, psychiatrist Tom Weir conducted an experiment in which a group of people were plunged into darkness for 14 hours every day for a month. It took some some time, but their sleep began to regulate by about the fourth week. The subjects had settled into a very distinct sleep pattern. They slept first for four hours then woke for one or two hours before falling into the second four-hour sleep. In 2001, Roger Eckrick of Virginia Tech published a seminal paper drawn from 16 years of research revealing a wealth of historical evidence that humans used to sleep in two distinct chunks. His book, At the Day of Close uh, Night in Times of Past, published four years later, honors more than 500 references to segmented sleep patterns in diaries court records, medical books, literature, and Homer's Odyssey to the anthropological account of modern tribes in Nigeria. Now, I could talk about lucid dreaming and about uh, how I learned which dreams I could control to get into the Matrix-like world. Hmm, maybe that's why I hate the metaverse so much. But I'm running long. I do want to talk just a moment about sleep hygiene and what uh, I do to limit stress and stop paralysis. Uh, Number one, I take ashwander root in capsule form. Now, I've been off of it for a couple of months. It's just lazy, but off it, and my stress did come back. Now, the reason I take the capsule form is because I hear it tastes terrible. Um, if you, like, mix it in with water or just take the straight root, but I've heard there's other benefits to it. I don't know. Number two, wind down, shut off the TV, put away the phone, get rid of all the blue lights. On some chargers, I pull the light out by desoldering, and some I use black tape. Conversation. Talk to yourself, talk to your partner, just unwind, maybe 30 minutes before bed. If you had a super stressful day, a little bit of melatonin. This is a treat. Don't do it often. Your body makes it on its own. Number five, uh, let your mind drift. Don't think about one specific thing and just drift from thing to thing. I describe this as boredom. And uh, this step right here always makes it so I can fall asleep fast, like ridiculously fast, like one minute after my head hits the pillow. Number six, have the same wake-up and bedtime. I know, I'm old-fashioned here. At our house, we start winding down about 8.30 as the sun is setting. And usually, we're up right around 5, 5.30. The schedule helps. Seven, limit naps. I don't have, I don't mind a nice uh, Sunday afternoon nap, but naps can throw off your sleep. Now, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I try to make Fridays fun and different, and I hope you enjoy them. But for today, we'll leave it here. Have a great Friday.